Welcome back to one more episode in Salesforce Cast podcast. Finally, Thanksgiving has arrived, and I had put my course on sale. So, if you subscribe for the yearly plan, then you get thirty three percent off, which is ninety nine dollars, and you don't need to put a coupon code. It's already applied, and it is public to everyone. So, all you need to do is you need to navigate back to the website, scroll down to that particular plan, and just subscribe. And the sale ends on. 30th of November post which it rolls back to the previous pricing which is 149 dollars i run this sale once a year so if you want to learn something new this year or maybe in 2019 i would say this is the best time and try to get the most out of it just go for the kill and let us get started in this episode let's look into what is synchronous and asynchronous programming and how do we deal with it in salesforce platform in synchronous programming statements will be executed one after the other say we have 10 lines of code then each and every line will be executed one after the other so the first line gets executed it's only after that the execution jumps to the second line and the second statement will be executed it's only after that the execution jumps to the third line so on and so forth so if our first statement is dealing with maybe fetching list of account records until we get the data back execution will not jump on to the next line likewise asynchronous programming is a methodology in which statement will not be executed one after the other let's say we have 10 lines of code and one of the statement in these 10 lines is a set timeout statement and let us go with the assumption that we want this to be executed after say 10 seconds then the execution comes to set timeout statement and the moment execution hits the statement we are telling the computer i want to run this function but i don't want to do it at least for the next 10000 milliseconds so once 10 seconds from now gets passed that's when i want the statement to get executed often we use this format of coding when we want to get data from other systems or whenever we make ajax calls and etc so we make the call and the thread doesn't know when the response is going to come back so the main thread says you know what i started the thread for you but i don't know when i'm going to get the response back so i'm not going to waste time sitting idle here until then i'm going to continue with the next lines of code i'm going to see what i can do until i get the response back from server when it comes back if you want me to deal with it fine i'll deal with it and for that to happen we need to define a callback function so the moment we get the response back from the server the callback function hits and the piece of code in this block or the piece of code within this callback function gets executed rather than the main thread waiting for the server response and moving on to the next piece of code only after the server gives the response let me give you a real time example and then probably you might understand things better so when we try to place an order in amazon once after the order is placed will not get the uh, confirmation email immediately but then we'll be shown the confirmation page and the confirmation page also clearly tells us that we can expect the confirmation email within the next half an hour or so so if you try to understand what is happening behind the scenes since the confirmation email is not of that priority and there is nothing wrong if there is some kind of delay in receiving the confirmation email the code will be in such a way that the code related to email sending will be executed in asynchronous methodology 
so we will make a asynchronous call to the code related to email sending and will not wait for the server response based on the system resources this piece of code related to email sending will be executed and when all this is being done the server will go ahead executing next lines of code so that's what asynchronous programming is all about and all the code that we write in apex is by default synchronous programming let us say we have two lines of code and the first line is talking about fetching list of records and the second statement is talking about processing these records and the second statement doesn't get invoked until the first statement which is nothing but fetching the records is executed properly so once the first statement gets executed it's only then the execution jumps on to the second line and the second line gets executed we can also execute the apex code in asynchronous mode and let us see how do we do it if you look at how do we write asynchronous code in apex we can do it using @future annotation so any code that we want to execute in asynchronous mode we'll put it in a apex method that's having @future annotation and when the main thread makes a call to this method it will not wait for the response rather it goes ahead executing the next lines of code however if you want to write asynchronous code in lightning experience we have to deal with it in a different way altogether if you look at how do we make a call to the apex method from our lightning component the way we do it is we'll be making use of something called component.get and we'll put the apex method as a parameter to component.get method that is when the apex method will be invoked and eventually this apex method will be executed in asynchronous mode and we also need to make sure that we make use of @thread aura enabled annotation for that respective apex method and one main advantage in lightning experience is we can also define the callback so that once we get response back from the server we can process it and the code related to processing the response can be put in the callback function we cannot do that when we use @future annotation @future methods cannot return anything and one of the main challenges that we'll be facing when we work with lightning experiences the response that we get back from apex methods will be stored in the format of an array and processing it will not be as straightforward as how we deal with list in apex so that is one challenge and one place where @future future annotation has been very very useful to me is whenever i wanted to make a http callout from a trigger the only way to do it is we need to move the code related to making the callout into an apex method and then add @future future annotation to this apex method and finally make a call to this apex method from the trigger that is when the main thread will make a call to the apex method and then it goes on executing the other lines of code within the apex trigger and since the code within the apex method will be executed in asynchronous mode by doing it this way all the code within the apex method will be executed in asynchronous mode and the system execution doesn't have to wait for this method to get executed it moves on to the next lines of code within the apex trigger and it goes ahead so these are the things we need to know about synchronous and asynchronous programming and how to use them in apex so that's all for this session and we'll resume back with one more episode next week and happy thanksgiving folks have fun